0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Connected Warriors is a South Florida nonprofit that supports veterans and first responders in a fairly unique way, a bit different from what we're accustomed to. And I am really honored to welcome retired Command Sergeant Major Tom Sheridan to the program this morning to talk about Connected Warriors, how they're helping veterans, and Tom, your own story and how you came to be associated with Connected Warriors. Thanks for taking time to talk to us.
2: Uh, First off, thank you very much for having me here today. It's an honor and definitely a pleasure to represent Connected Warriors and all the good that they do.
1: The organization, from what I have seen, is remarkable in what they're doing. Founded in 2007 by a woman named Judy Weaver, and you and I talked for quite a while before we started the program today, and you gave me some background how she is and has been a yoga instructor who found herself working with a veteran who came home after five tours of duty and discovered he had ALS. And she helped him get through several years of that disease, which we know is horrible. Anyone who remembers the ice bucket challenge learned a lot about ALS then and made his last few years on earth so much better. And because of that, she ended up founding Connected Warriors to bring yoga to veterans. Now, you as a veteran, would you mind telling us your background and how yoga has impacted you?
2: Yes, uh, but before I do, I just want to say that young man's name. It was a young army ranger, Bo McVeigh. And as long as we keep saying people's names like that, it keeps their spirit alive, which keeps programs like this alive. Amen. So thanks to Bo, but especially thanks to Judy for taking the time to help him and making his last years the best that they could be.
1: Yeah.
2: So Judy Weaver started this program after that, figuring that she could help a lot of veterans. And veterans, as we know, are very unique towards getting them to yoga. I myself served almost 24 years as a Special Forces Green Beret, as it's referred to, and finished out, as you said, as the Command Sergeant Major. I had accumulated a number of injuries from traumatic brain injuries to broken neck, broken back. I've had surgeries on almost every major joint. I have fusions like just last year. I've had fusions, a hip replacement I'm due for a neck fusion now. And when I first got out, the military, specifically the VA, had me on a lot of medications from morphine, Demerol, fentanyl patch, oh. uh, Welbutrin, Valium. And an assortment of other things for not only the injuries, the pain, the PTSD, the depression. All of this Uh, at
1: once, all of these meds? Yes. Wow. I don't even know how you were functioning.
2: Yes. It was very difficult. And I did just partly because of who I was and how I was structured as far as that military mentality of keep going, keep going, keep going. But it wasn't a clear and functional, enjoyable life. And There was a lot of foggy periods. Let's call them that. And a friend of mine encouraged me to start yoga. And every time she brought up the word yoga, I looked at her like, you know, like a hog looking at a wristwatch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After what you told me about going through basic training and how you just wanted them to bring it on, bring it on more and more and nothing was going to stop you, yoga had to have seemed pretty tame.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it was going to offer. I was kind of a gym rat for years. And in special forces, you're running or you're rucksacking or you're climbing mountains, you're scuba diving, you're skydiving, you're regular parachuting. You're doing something every day that's extremely physical and you're being challenged on a physical level day in, day out. So yoga to me was like You would think of, and I don't want to be stereotypical, but you would think of, you know, maybe a young, fit female in tight clothing in a classroom with other people of sorts.
1: So now here we've got this Green Beret (laughs) Command Sergeant Major who has done 650 parachute jumps, served in multiple arenas in action, had almost every body part broken, and... You're going to try yoga.
2: Yeah, well, she kept bugging me enough that I finally said, if I take a class, will you stop bugging me? (laughs) And she said, yes. And it just seemed too easy. So I took the class and I got out of the class. And she said, how was it? And I was, of course, going to be humble. You're like, yeah, it was okay. And then I turned around and said to myself, you know, that was pretty challenging. You know, yeah, I've been out a few years and, you know, maybe a little out of shape, but that was pretty challenging. And then I wasn't going to give her the chance to say one and done. So I said, so when's the next class? And she kind of looked at me and I said, yeah, counter ambush here. So I did several more classes and then I realized the benefits of it over a period of time.
1: What were you going through as you continued in the classes?
2: As I went through, I found out one thing that we really didn't do back in that era in the military was a significant amount of stretching. But here, you're actually really stretching your body out and you're putting it in proper form and the proper position to stretch it out. And you use your breath and you learn more about your breath, which is the core, which yokes you to your body. And you know, your yoga is yoking your body to the breath. And so the breath is actually helping you expand the pose or expand your body deeper into a pose. And therefore, enhancing and opening the body to accept more. And when you open your body to that, it actually releases certain things. And over time, it actually helps to release tensions, toxins, and things that are definitely detrimental to your body. And what I found out is that I needed less medications and less of all these things that I was being told I should take to help me with my issues. And so, over a period of time, I was able to wean myself off the majority of all those pain medications, the muscle relaxants, and even off the depression medications and things of that nature. Do I still suffer in pain from injuries that I've suffered since then? Yes. Do I still need surgeries? And have I undergone surgery since then? Yes. You know, once damage is done, it's done when it comes to you know, the spinal column and things of that nature. So it helped me reduce the intake of all those things that were just pure toxins to my body anyhow. And I found a better way, a natural alternative to supplement and help heal my body as much as I possibly could, much more than those medicines were doing for me.
1: Now, Connected Warriors calls it trauma-conscious yoga. How did you connect with Judy to become involved with not just taking yoga classes, but teaching trauma-conscious yoga?
2: Being in Special Forces, we're natural trainers. So training and teaching is kind of a natural ability of mine over the years. So I decided I was going to become a yoga instructor, one, to better enhance and help myself but to help others. And I specifically wanted to help veterans. And So that's how I connected with Judy Weaver and Connected Warriors because trauma conscious yoga, you have to go through a special class besides the regular 200 hour class that you become a teacher. You have to go beyond that and become a trauma conscious teacher and make sure what you can say, what you shouldn't say that could trigger certain activities or events within a veteran who has been exposed to trauma, and PTSD.
1: So now you're talking about yoga helping both physical trauma and emotional trauma.
2: Yes, it's definitely emotional trauma because it's stuck within your wiring, so to say, your mental, your thoughts, your sleep, your physical body. So it could be triggered by words. It could be triggered by sounds. It could be triggered by smells. There's so many things that could trigger it. And each person has their own things that will trigger them. Right. And you have to be aware of those type of things that could trigger it and try to teach your class without doing those things that could trigger an event. But if an event is triggered, how do you curb that event or how do you handle that event while the class is ongoing is also part of the training.
1: So, you're a yoga teacher and you have to be a bit of a psychologist at the same time, and certainly someone who is empathetic and understands what veterans have been through. Right. When you talk about how you were so resistant, how were you able to encourage other veterans to open up to yoga as a source of healing?
2: Well, it's very difficult to get a veteran or a first responder or someone of, let's say, that cut of cloth. To a yoga class. They're just not wired that way. And so, someone they count on or believe in usually gets them to the class. And then, once they're in the class, hopefully they see the benefits from the class. And it, it may take a few classes to do that, okay. you know? And it's up to the instructor as well. And I don't want to say the responsibility is on the instructor to keep them in the class, but I kind of take that on as a challenge myself to. Make it interesting enough for you to be in that class, and challenging enough so everybody is at a certain level, and everybody is at a different level. So you need to be able to teach at a level, and then what I call—I jokingly say—I want to throw a little salsa on this. You know, we to <laughs> throw a little hot sauce here. Okay. Um, you know, if you want a little hot sauce, I want you to grab your leg and your ankle and do this. And okay. Then- and then if you're not OK with that, then just stay where you're at. But if you're looking for a little more of a challenge and I'll put things like that out there so that we have a base level so people can stay at that and then people can make progress to another level. So that if people have different abilities because of their experience with yoga or their experience with life interior, you know, their abilities. Or others may be, I don't want to say incapacitated, but they don't have the same abilities because of their injuries or because of whatever they may have. But what I have learned is over time, people will rise to that occasion. They will rise to trying to take on another level. And when they do, you see it in their face, the excitement within their face, and they feel it within their body. And they're very proud that they've reached this.
1: It sounds like something that all veterans All people, of course, can benefit from yoga. Anyone who's taken yoga already knows that. But for those who are accustomed to the kind of hard training you get in the military and going out and literally fighting wars and being in life-threatening situations, it's obviously, from what you're telling us, incredibly healing not just physically and not even just emotionally, but with the bonding that must go on. It sounds like there's a social healing that goes with it, having the same kind of group together that you were used to in the military when you had your troop. And those were your people, they had your back, and you come back to civilian life, and we know it's a difficult transition. So this is kind of like giving you what you lost when you left the military, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, what I found out is that when you leave the military, you have an adjustment period. And for some, it could be short and some, it could be very long to adjust back into civilian population. And it's just because you created a new family and a family that has protected you and had your back, or as we say, are six in combat. And you know that they're going to be there when you need them. And to find that same camaraderie when you get out, and trying to find it in another event or another job or another activity, it's not necessarily there, and it's very rare to find. In fact, when we first started Connect the Warriors, guys and gals would typically come to class, and you know, if they were from the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, uh, we didn't have Space Force then. But you know, they would come and they would wear their. Army PT shirt, you know, the physical training shirt. Or they'd wear something that would have something Army or something Navy or Marines or something. And then they'd always be joshing against each other and talking (laughs) crap, you know? (laughs) And sometimes they'd be taking the blocks and throwing them at each other and, you know, just playing around, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then we came up with T shirts that all had Connected Warriors on them. We had a camouflage version of them, we had a current black with black and gold version. We've had the blue, we've had different versions. And so once we put on that shirt that was said Connected Warriors, a lot of that stuff stopped.
1: Yeah, that brings it all together.
2: So they may still have their inner service rivalry, which is always good to have. But they are one team. What I like to say is like, you know, we do a lot of stuff on the mat in the classroom, but we also do a lot of stuff off the mat. So that may be going to one another's houses to have a barbecue or a pool party. It may mean going out on a boat and enjoying things. Like here in Florida, we have the Freedom Boat Rides, where they offer boat rides to veterans up and down the intercoastal at times. And so people get together. There's no uniforms or anything. And it's just families getting together. Because Connected Warriors Yoga is not only just for the veteran, it's for the veteran's family. So their spouse, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, whoever wants to come to the class can come. So we've had everything from grandparents to grandkids from 80 years old. I got people in my class that are in their 80s. You know, I've had people come into the class. They're young kids that are five or six. This is so good
1: because what this does is it helps bring the family together after they've been apart. And it gives you something in common to kind of start fresh with. So you're connecting the warriors with each other. You're connecting the families together. And to top it all off, you're doing it for free.
2: Yes, Connected Warriors offers this program free for all service members and their families. And we also include all first responders and their family members now as well. We supply the mats, the blocks, the straps, the location, and the instructors. So the, typically, all the instructors are trained in yoga at a minimum of 200 hour level. I am 200 and 500, and other people. Or not only the 200-hour level, but everybody has to be trauma-conscious trained before they can teach our students. So teachers offer this training to the students, the veterans, and their family members for free. And all the facilities that we teach at give us the location and the time and the facility for free as well. So there's no cost involved to the veteran or their family member whatsoever. All they got to do is what I say is bring your butt there (laughs) and get on the mat a little towel with you because you're going to sweat and bring a bottle of water with you because you're going to need to stay hydrated. But other you know, than the that, rest
1: is supplied is there.
2: Everything is supplied. But you know what? One thing you said, though, is like you bring in the families together because, you know, on deployment, some people can be gone from anywhere from six months to 12 months or more at a time. And they don't have that time with their family. So now you can do something as an activity, as a family and everybody is doing the same thing side by side, you're just, again, you're doing it maybe at a different level due to your skill sets or what you bring to the table, but it's all up to you. This is your challenge. It's your session. It's your class.
1: I know you have a number of locations throughout South Florida and throughout the entire country, but I believe you mentioned that this is now international as well.
2: Yeah and many places, to include my old stomping grounds at Fort Bragg. It's out in San Diego for the Navy, guys. It's in Ojun. It's been all over the place. And it's also overseas. It's been on Navy ships. And it's been in the sandbox, as we call it, in Iraq, at bases that we've had forward-deployed bases. Right now, there's an exchange program going on in Israel, even, with what's called Hearts of Heart, where they've created a foundation over there Doing the same thing that we do here at Connected Warriors, we just had a celebration with them a month or two ago there in Boca, where we all got together and we shared stories and experiences because they brought their military over, their active military, who they were training to be instructors, and they met some of us who have been doing it here. And they're finding the benefits of it because they're in constant battle every day over there. Just living there is a constant battle. So they're experiencing it there. We have classes at the VA. The VA has even transitioned their programs to include yoga therapists or yoga instructors now to incorporate it into healing programs for the veterans, even at the Veterans Administration now.
1: Well, you are living proof that it works, and all of the veterans in your classes, I know, would testify to the same thing. So I want to urge people to go to ConnectedWarriors.org and find where the classes are. There's a schedule of in-person classes. There's a schedule of virtual classes that you can also take part in. And one of the things you'll see when you go to the events is a big event coming up this next Saturday on the 17th. It's a night of classic wrestling to benefit Connected Warriors. I understand they've got classic matchups from the classic wrestlers, and it's going to be happening at the Seminole Classic Casino in Hollywood. And there's a special discount for veterans. When you're purchasing your ticket, they start at just $25. But if you use the code veterans, you will get 50% off your ticket price. In fact, buy as many tickets as you want. You can buy for all of your family and friends. And as long as you're doing it with your code veterans, 50% off. And we just want to fill the venue and make it a fun night for everyone. Because most importantly, all of that money is going to benefit Connected Warriors, so they can continue to expand these classes and offer them to military members, whether they're active duty or veterans, anywhere that they are.
2: Yes. In in addition to that, my son is a strong supporter of WWE type of events. Mm -hmm. He always has been. He was born with Down syndrome, but he loves, I mean loves, two things. The American flag Mm. and
1: his right, We'll watch him standing up and with his hand to his heart and shouting at the same time on Saturday, June 17th. It's only six days away now, so get your tickets today. You can go to Eventbrite and just search Connected Warriors or go to ConnectedWarriors.org. You'll find the info right there under events. And remember that code, VETERANS to get 50% off your ticket price for this wonderful benefit night. And remember to check out ConnectedWarriors.org for you or anyone you know who is a first responder, a veteran, active military, and could use some physical, emotional, and social healing through trauma-conscious yoga. Tom, it's just phenomenal what you're doing. What you've been through and the fact that you're not only standing, but twisting yourself up (laughs) into yoga positions is a testament to the power of your mind and the power of yoga.
2: I strongly invite people to give it a chance and not just one and done. Give it a chance, give it a couple classes and be honest with yourself and see if you don't see some sort of benefit from this. And I think you'll join the team. And if you don't, that's okay, too. You have the right to join it or not. Do the best you can for yourself and be all you can be.
1: I love it. Tom, you are a gift to us. I thank you for your contributions, for your sacrifices, and for your gift back to the community and to the veterans and first responders. Connectedwarriors.org. Find all the info there.
2: Thank you very much for your time and your support in this event.
1: Happy to do it. Joining us now on Community Focus, I'm very happy to welcome back Mike Sipe of Mike Sipe Productions, because we're now just 10 days away from the Spin for a Cause DJ spin battle that you have put together to benefit kids in distress. Mike, welcome back to Community Focus.
0: Thank you so much, Ellen.
1: It was really heartening to me to hear you and Mark Doogie, the president of Kids in Distress last week, talking about your involvement with Kids in Distress and how it started with your company deciding to support an organization. Kids in Distress was the number one that came through, and you've been working with them for 30 years now. What has that been like for you and how your involvement has increased over the years?
0: Well, it's been very, very rewarding over the last 30 years. We've seen the small campus in Wilton Manors turn into a very large campus, supporting so many children in so many ways with school on campus, with the dental program that we share with Nova Southeastern. There's just so many fingers to the Kids in Distress organization, the campus, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful organization. They do it right. Uh, They care about these children and their future. And over the last 30 years, watching it build, you know, it's interesting. A few years ago, we had people say, well, why should we donate money to kids in distress? Obviously, they're successful. Look at their campus. And I'm Uh. like, well, yeah, (laughs) that's true. but And I actually went to a board meeting and brought it up because we're like, Well, wait a minute, our success is working against us, but with success becomes more need. And that's what we've been able to overcome. And it's just, to me, it's the best children's organization out there. I mean, there are great organizations out there, but they take it very, very seriously and do a wonderful job. The foster care program is just absolute creme de la creme. And I have a lot of friends that have. Adopted through Kids in Distress. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful place.
1: One of the big things that made a huge difference for them was an expansion partnering with Family Central in Miami-Dade County. So they're now in both counties serving about 20,000 kids a year. And we know that takes money. So we mentioned they have some signature events. One of the ones that I've been at numerous times is their Kid Hero 5K, where everybody dresses up as a superhero. And Mike Zite Productions has had DJs there playing the music for the event. And then there was, there is every year, the Duck Fest Derby. You've Mm -hmm. been there. (laughs) And and that, I understand, is how the whole DJ spin battle started. So tell us again about that and what prompted you to take that and make it its own event this year.
0: Sure. Uh, The DuckFest Derby is probably the premier or signature event that Kids in Distress does every year. We dump 40,000 ducks into the New River, and the winners win a car and money and so many great things. But it's a very family oriented, celebratory day. The kids and the families come out. We do a different theme every year. This last year was Duck Palooza. So uh, it was, or I'm sorry, Duck Tortuga. So right. we, we provided a country western band. We had all kinds of things there. Everyone just enjoys the day. So what we were doing three years ago, we started as a lead-in to the Duckfest Derby, hosted by Brett Tannenbaum at the venue Fort Lauderdale and myself. We put together a DJ battle, and it was basically for people to come out, enjoy the evening. We had eight DJs that battled, went through a bracket of three different setups, and they just, we had so much fun with it. The second year was so successful. After that year, Amy Evans of Kids in Distress came to me and said, Mike we really think that this could be its own event. So although this is our third year in doing it, it's really gonna be our first year as its own event. So Spin for a Cause, DJ Battle, this is really our third annual, but it's really our first being our own event. And we're really, really excited about it.
1: And you've started right at the top echelon of entertainment between you and Brett at the venue Fort Lauderdale with everything (laughs) donated. I mean, you're talking open bar, food, entertainment. You've got a couple of dance troupes. The hip hop kids are fantastic lined up. And then, of course, this spin battle with some of the best DJs in South Florida. Can you explain to our audience the difference between a radio DJ and a spin DJ? Because they're not the same thing.
0: They're not. And in my younger days, I experienced both. An on-air radio personality is someone that is fun, exciting, likes to be funny, but then segues the songs and the music according to whatever format that particular station is performing. A nightclub DJ pretty much lets their music entertain people so it's a little different on air radio personality it's the personality on the microphone a nightclub dj it's the tricks and the stunts that they can pull on their cdjs or their techniques 1200 turntables which we're going to be providing three different setups so the djs will have their choice that evening on what they're going to be utilizing But the difference basically is your personality and your ability and your tricks on the tables. That night, we're hoping, and we have the last two years, we have the club DJs and the radio DJs come on, and they both have great personalities. So it's a combination of working the audience, getting people dancing, and creating a fun atmosphere. With the celebrity judges, they'll be voting for the first two or three brackets, and then the audience participation selects the winner at the end. So it's going to be a really fun night.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention the silent auction and raffles, too, which are always so much fun to participate in. What's the appropriate dress for an occasion like this? Because it's really a very nice (laughs) event.
0: Well, yeah, the Crystal Ballroom at the Venue for Lardo is absolutely gorgeous, and it's going to be a great evening. But really, come like you're going to a nightclub. You know, if the girls want to get gussied up, bring it. If the guys want to wear jeans and a nice button-up shirt, perfect. I mean, anyone could come in the door wearing anything, with maybe the exception of flip-flops and t-shirts. But, you know, we want people to dress to impress, I guess you would say.
1: Okay, and be prepared to dance.
0: Definitely be prepared to dance. The first hour is a cocktail reception, hors d'oeuvres, and food and beverage. And then after the first hour, we'll go into a performance by the hip-hop kids, and other talents will be on stage. And then we go right into our hosts and the DJ battle begins.
1: Okay. Now we're very excited that several of our Cox Media Group air personalities are going to be celebrity judges. Mike Cruz, who is himself a spin DJ, but he's going to be a judge this time. Martika Lopez and Brittany Brave. And you've got a lineup of some of the best spin DJs in the area. So there's how many tiers of spinning?
0: There's going to be three tiers of spinning.
1: You have some of the best DJs in South Florida lined up. I understand today is the final day for DJs who want to participate to sign
0: up. That is correct. So we're asking any DJs that want to sign up to email Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N, at the, which is T-H-E, Mike, M-I-K-E, Sipe sip com. That's Nelson at com. He will respond immediately with the DJ packet and all of the rules, regulations, and information.
1: Now, we forgot to mention there's a $2,000 cash prize for the winner of this competition.
0: That is correct.
1: And you and Brett have put up that cash on your own so that 100% of the event proceeds go directly to kids in distress.
0: That is correct. Brett and I are putting up the 2000 for the first place. And then first, second, and third place will also receive prizes that only DJs love. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm thinking headphones, turntables, uh-huh. equi- oh, that's going to be great. And mm-hmm. like I said, people want to come prepared to eat, drink, and dance. That pretty much makes Correct. for a great night. And again, all proceeds going to Kids in Distress, the premier organization for children in the foster care system in South Florida. And um, their number one goal is always reunification. And if not that, then preferably adoption or secure and stable foster care. And it's all about security and stability for the kids and aiming for excellence, as we heard from President CEO Mark Dugay last week. But I want to encourage people, you can get your tickets for the event at kidinc.org. There's a big pop-up. As soon as you go to the website, it'll tell you all about the Spin for a Cause DJ Spin Battle. And then you can investigate the website further to look at exactly what Kids in Distress does and why this is such a worthwhile cause. And again, if you want to see what Mike Site Productions does, let's have your website.
0: Sure. It's very simple. com.
1: Okay. And if you are a spin DJ, you're hearing this and you're saying, oh man, I can win that, then email Nelson at com so that you can be part of this incredible evening all to benefit kids in distress. Mike, you know, every time I go to a charity event and I'm emceeing, it's your DJs who are DJing. And I thank you so much, you know, all of the time and energy and financial commitments that you've made to the community and to the nonprofits in our community. I think probably everyone has benefited from your work
0: at some point. Thank you so much, Helen. I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: it's, you know, this is a side that I don't know that people get to see all that often. So I'm happy to shine a light on what you do, in addition to putting together awesome entertainment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, to purchase those tickets, don't forget kidinc.org. Click on the pop-up and purchase your tickets. It's going to be a great evening.
1: Okay, and I always recommend getting them in advance so that you can prepare the quantities of food and beverage that you need. Definitely. I I know Brett's got enough to handle 5,000, so let's sell out. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you on June 21st, and you can find more info on our events listings too. Mike Sype of Mike Sype Productions, benefiting kids in distress. Thank you so much for your time and for what you do. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.